0: Welcome to the Word on Wednesday podcast for May 11. My name is John Mason. Thank you for joining us. Have you ever wondered why you sometimes feel God is distant and doesn't seem to care? Come with me to the Gospel of St. John, Chapter 14. This chapter forms part of the record of Jesus' final hours before His arrest and crucifixion. The meal he had with his friends that night was the last meal with them before his death. The reality that a separation was about to occur was hanging like a pall over them all. The disciples were puzzled and frightened. On the one hand, Jesus was saying that he was soon to be glorified, but at the same time he was saying he was going away. Where I am going, you cannot come, he said. In the same way, a dying parent tries to warn their children of their going. So Jesus, with great tenderness, was preparing his friends for his departure. However, from verse 15 of John chapter 14, we read that his going would mean the coming of someone else. He was not going to leave them bereft. In verses 15 through 17 we read, If you love me, Jesus said, You will keep My commandments, and I will ask the Father, and He will give you another Helper to be with you forever, even the Spirit of Truth, whom the world cannot receive, because it neither sees Him nor knows Him. You know Him, for He dwells with you and will be in you. With His reference to the Spirit, we might think that Jesus is speaking of an impersonal power or force However, the personal pronouns him and he in reference to the Spirit tell us that Jesus is not speaking of a force, but a person. Indeed, in referring to the Spirit this way, Jesus breaks the rules of grammar, for in the original language Spirit is a neuter noun. The him and he in the verse are emphasized pronouns. He dwells with you. The moment we think of the Holy Spirit as an it, we miss the point of Jesus' promise. He, Jesus, is going away, but He is to be replaced not by an it, but a He, the Spirit, the Helper. Into this time of deep loss with Jesus' departure comes the promise that the Holy Spirit perfectly matches the need for a Helper or a Comforter. The helper or comforter is not like Linus's blanket, nor is it a hot water bottle for cold, hard times. He comes to strengthen God's people, not just with a pat on the head, but rather to put new life, resolve, and vitality into our hearts.
1: John chapter 14, verses 23 to 29. Jesus answered him. Those who love me will keep my word, and my Father will love them, and he will come to them and make our home with them. Whoever does not love me does not keep my words, and the word that you hear is not from me, but it is from the Father who sent me. I have said these things to you while I am still with you, but the Advocate, the Holy Spirit, whom the Father will send in my name, will teach you everything and remind you of all I have said to you. Peace I leave with you, my peace I give to you. I do not give it as the world gives. Do not let your hearts be troubled, and do not let them be afraid. You heard me say to you, I am going away, and I am coming to you. If you loved me, you would rejoice that I am going to the Father, because the Father is greater than I. And now I have told you this before it occurs, so that when it does occur, you may believe.
0: If anyone loves me, Jesus says, they'll keep my word, and my Father will love them, and we will come to them and make our home with them. Jesus knows better than anyone that relationships can only be meaningful when they are based on truth. So he continues, But the Helper, the Holy Spirit, whom the Father will send in my name, he will teach you all things, and bring to your remembrance all that I have said to you. The Spirit, who caused the Scriptures to be written, as we read in Second Peter chapter 1 and verse 21, will teach us through the written word of the Bible. We can be sure that the Bible is true. What the disciples preached and what they wrote comes with this authentication. They were promised accurate recall of all Jesus said and did as well as the true interpretation of these events. This promise is not primarily for us. We arrive too late to see and hear Jesus. But we do have the assurance that the disciples got it right. Their preaching, teaching and writing is true because the Spirit of God was at work through them. He was inspiring them, breathing into them God's Word of Truth. This is so encouraging, for it means that we are being brought into a true, authentic relationship with the living God. Our faith is not some vague, mystical experience. The Bible is more than memories of a long-dead hero, more than following the wisest teachings the world has known. The Bible enables us to listen to what God is saying and to what Jesus says, so that we can grow in the riches of that relationship. If we ignore the Scriptures, our relationship with God will grow weary and weak. If anyone loves me, Jesus says, we will come and make our home with them. What a wonderful promise and privilege, a wonderful experience. God in us, Father, Son and Holy Spirit or as Paul the Apostle writes in Colossians chapter 1, verse 27, Christ in you, the hope of glory. There's nothing second-rate about this. Jesus couldn't make it clearer. Yes, there will be times when we feel God is distant, but we need to remind ourselves and one another that God has not forgotten us. It can happen when we're so focused on our own interests that we forget that the Spirit speaks to us and makes His present known to us through the Word of God. Sometimes the Spirit will prompt us to take up and read our Bible, perhaps starting with a psalm. Jesus also promises, My peace I give you, not as the world gives. In the midst of the turmoil and conflict of the world, God's people can experience God's peace. Others will notice our changing lives as the Spirit works within us. They will also notice how we cope with the challenges of life in an unjust and unpredictable world. Jesus' words to His disciples on the eve of His arrest and crucifixion tell us that God is passionate about people of all ages and cultures, knowing Him, loving Him, and enjoying His peace. The promises were not just to the disciples, but also to you and me today. So let me pray. Almighty God, You show to those who are in error the light of Your truth, so that they may return into the way of righteousness. Grant to all who are admitted into the fellowship of Christ's service that we may renounce those things that are contrary to our profession, and follow all such things as are agreeable to it. Through our Lord Jesus Christ. Amen. You might also like to listen to Holy Spirit, Living Breath of God from Keith and Kristen Getty and Stuart Townend. You can find this at gettymusic.com. And now may the God of peace, who brought again from the dead, our Lord Jesus, the great Shepherd of the sheep, by the blood of the eternal covenant, equip us all with everything good, that we may do His will, working in us what is pleasing in His sight, through Jesus Christ, to whom be glory for ever and ever. Amen.
1: People involved in today's podcast are John Mason, speaker and writer, and Carol McCormick, a member of Emanuel Anglican Church in New York City. Prayers are from an Australian prayer book 1978, and the opening and concluding music is from St. Andrew's Cathedral, Sydney, under the direction of Ross Cobb. Please let us know if you have a question or a comment about this podcast. We'd love to hear from you.